hello, hello, 6 a.m. run community, 6 a.m. run runners, family, everyone. We really appreciate all your guys' continued support. As this podcast venture I'm on kind of continues to grow, as you guys know, I'm Ami Mahani, CEO, founder of 6 a.m. run, but definitely I don't view myself in that role sometimes because I'm so much learning from our community and it's a great community. And I really appreciate you guys supporting the podcast and helping our growth. Really excited for my next, I want to get right into it and I want to let this gentleman introduce himself. But, you know, as we talk about runners and our motivation, especially that 6 a.m. getting up early mantra, this next guest, I think has a couple of professional hacks and professional tricks to build success right? So my next guest is Dom Brightman, but I'll let you go ahead, Dom, and introduce yourself. Tell us about you and and let's get in right into some of the keys we were just talking about that you can help. You know, runners are runners, but we all are professionals during the day, right? So let's get right into it, Dom. Go ahead and please introduce yourself to our audience. Man, thanks, Hami, man. And I have to say, like, dude, you have like one of the coolest names ever, like Hami Mahani. <laughs> like, dude, that's <laughs> like so easy to say and it flows. It's like butter, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. As you get older, you appreciate having a little more of a unique name. I think when you're younger, you want like the Michael and the regular names. You get made, made fun of a little bit. But no, now it's like, especially in the small town where I live in, in Delaware, if anyone says my name, I know they must know me or know of me because there's not many Hamis that I know of. In, in existence. But no, Dom, great to have you on the show. Welcome. And uh, I love your, you know, we in our pre-call, I could tell your energy. I was like, all right, this is going to be a guy that, that's going to give give us his all. And, and those are the best podcasts. So please, again, tell us about yourself and some of the things we were just talking about that I'm excited for you to share with runners. Yep, sure thing, man. So well, another fun fact is we're actually not too far from each other, maybe three, four hours. I'm actually in the land of charm, crime and crab cakes, Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> Funny enough. Well, but you guys have the harbor and you guys have very great sports teams and you're the home of Under Armour. Heck yeah, baby. That's right indeed. That's right indeed. I was hoping we'd have the East Coast Silicon Valley, but um, I don't think that's coming to pass no. at that. But nah, it's, a, it's all good, though. We got Under Armour. We got the Ravens. Let's hope we stay healthy this year. God, I hope we stay healthy this year <laughs> and actually win the playoffs this year. But yeah, but as for me, myself, uh, Mr. Chocolate Adonis, more of the Chocolate Adonis. <laughs> Name's Dominic Dom Breitman. And I'm a coach, author, and self-leadership trainer that likes to empower, encourage, and inspire others to share their stories because everybody has a story to share. Mm -hmm. And whether you put it to paper or even put it to audio or somehow find a way to package your expertise and create your own little piece of immortality to leave here before you're gone is definitely what I'm all about. Because the thing is, I'm just a guy standing on the shoulders of giants because I've gotten here because of having wonderful people in my life, whether it was my parents or folks at church, folks at school, folks, friends or whatever, or even just the wonderful books I've read in the past and like 2012, especially, which I can't believe coming up on the 10 year anniversary of that little <laughs> setback sandwich year of 2012 I had actually yeah. led me to personal growth. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me and what I'm all about. So we talked about, and you have a couple philosophies, you know, that have helped you professionally and that you kind of, let's backtrack a little bit. The book, I definitely would love. And, you know, we, we appreciate your time. Tell us what the book is about. Let's start from there, where you got the idea for the book, the needs for it, and what the goal of the book was. Nope, sure. Well, uh, the second book, Stay the Course, that's probably the more polished version of the two solo projects I have. Like that book came from a place 
of more growth, higher growth, as well as some grief as well, because that book was actually published a good two and a half years after the passing of my father, because it originally was supposed to be a follow-up book to the first book, where it's like, oh yeah, two years, 2018, published the first one, 2016, like, yeah, I didn't get to touch on everything, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to follow up with another one, but the thing was, my father, I was was his caregiver, and he was Mm -hmm. having dementia, and even though he had dementia, I was still one of the co-caregivers with my mom, and he actually was dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia for good six to seven years. And 2016, I was able to publish my first book, Going North. But then six months later, he passed away because he had a bad fall the day after Christmas. And he never really fully recovered after that, even having some surgery to preserve his life a little bit. And that grief really hit me hard. And I didn't even know it was like there was a lot of anticipatory grief. Like I was preparing myself for the moment. The family was preparing itself for the moment. But the thing is, you can prepare all day. But (laughs) as the classic Mike Tyson quote, we all have a plan so we get punched in the face. Yeah. And sometimes that punch in the face is in a way psychic. It's silent. It's sometimes one of those long drawn out feelings with Kind of similar to burnout in a way for busy professionals and why a lot of folks tend to do running as a main source of activity to keep their body healthy, running and going for a long period of time. Because the thing is, sometimes you can't detect things. Right. And I was needing a higher level of self-awareness because my boss called me in to the office at the time for a meeting. Had a was doing a full-time employment at the time and she was like, hey, so you sure you're okay here? You screwed up on all these areas. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then I was like, oh, I guess I need some more self-awareness. And all elite performers have a high level of self-awareness. So it doesn't matter what field you're in. Not just Olympic athletes, like that CEO, that CFO, that anyone in that C-suite. The, an yeah. entrepreneur, especially nowadays when you're self-employed, like heck, a podcast host, like you yourself, man, like you got this wonderful business, a 6 a.m. run, just helping folks really unleash a higher level of dynamic living man like all of that happens at the level you desire if you have a high level of self-awareness yeah and it it takes failure right like you have to self-awareness is for sure and then learning from mistakes or hearing and watching everyone around you what they're doing every step people are making right and i think sometimes and i I, i'm so sorry uh, you know to hear you know, how your story does come from a sad place. But at the same time, let me ask you that. Do you think that that kind of was a little bit of a, I think sometimes in the face of tragedy, we then kind of self-evaluate where we are, right? So do you think that, you know, saying, okay, like I just went through this. If you don't want to discuss it, please, please let me know. But hey, you know, losing my father. Okay. Let me now focus on, I think, and a lot of times what everyone who experiences and knock on wood, my family is intact, but I got to assume sometimes in the face of tragedy and even the close friends though, that I've lost, that really makes you be like, oh my God, life is really not like guaranteed and it's not forever. Right. Like you're not immortal. I think when I was 20, I thought I was like never going to die. Right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah. Another reason why. A lot of your listeners love to run, at least do running to keep their body right. going. Because, yeah, as you age, that mess ain't fun. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, with the passing of my dad, it did um did affect me. Like, grief affects people in different ways. Like, there's really no true time 
table on grief. There's the classic saying, hey, time heals all wounds. Well, not not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. Sometimes the year after is the yep. worst year because the first year it's the, uh, oh, crap, we got to get all the paperwork settled, everything. And then folks are still calling in, checking in on us and things like that. But after, well, I was like, it sometimes it pops up a random moment. It's like, oh, I miss, uh, miss my dad. Family, but hey, it's all good. It's all good, though, because the thing is, like, with that, situation with his passing the way it all happened i'm actually okay with the way everything happened it was actually a blessing because he he was 92 and he had the darn dementia for at least a good six seven years and it was just painful because the family was suffering like if he was sick any longer and heck even covid so i'm like man like i can only imagine how worse it would have been if he would have still been alive and during this darn COVID thing and my mom she might not have would have made it herself because she had atrial fibrillation and she was sick herself so like the way everything happened like I'm actually grateful for not grateful for his past but grateful for the way it all turned out because you can really find the gift in anything like you can learn from anything or anyone like heck even crackheads you can even learn from crackheads funny enough (laughs) learn what not to do There's a meme. I mean, listen, that's not a joke. I think that it's a very sad thing. You know, obviously people are going through that, but you know, there's a funny, not a, not even a meme again, because it's a very serious issue. Anyone going through addiction and things like that, you know, obviously your heart goes out for them, but you know, those are people that get up every day and they find 20, $30 to get their fix, right? There's a saying, I saw it again, I don't think it's a joke joke, but it's like, look, if a drug addict can get up every morning and find a way to get $30 to get their fix, you know, why can't you get up you know, if you don't even have that issue. So people, you know, it goes back to something I've always been taught, like, for you always want things, right? Like the guy that wants a Lamborghini, there's also a guy that doesn't even have a car at all, right? Then the Mm -hmm. guy that has a regular car, there's a guy that is on a bicycle that would love a car. Then there's a guy that walks that would just love a bicycle. And then there's a guy with no legs that sometimes would just love to be able to walk. So it's funny you say that, but it's so true that, you know, people are sometimes they take things for granted and you can learn from someone to see, you know, like you just said, you can see that and be like, oh my God, like it could be really worse for me. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think people take that positivity approach to a lot of things they do in life. Yeah, man, it's so true. It's like, hey, just sometimes you got to think different. I remember, I think it was this wonderful song by a rapper, DMV rapper Substantial. He has a song called Think Different. He's like, hey, I'm not better than you. I just think different. Like, that's the thing. It's Just knowing your difference and just having a different spin on things for your good as opposed to spin for your bad like they put out in the darn news and all the propaganda they got going out there. (laughs) No, 100%, 100%. You know, you live in that Baltimore area. You kind of see that. How is it, do you think for somebody, I guess, kind of like seeing that all around them? Let me ask you that. I mean, even the area you live in, I I do want to even talk. One thing I liked about you and I was like, Oh man, let me, let me see if Dom can get on our show with your podcast going North. You know, if, can you tell us a little bit about that, how that evolved? What's your goal with that podcast? And I definitely want to promote it here for sure. So if anyone wants to listen to it, what are some of the goals with that podcast and what does that community get out of that podcast? Sure thing. So the podcast originally started as just a way for me to promote my own first book called Going North Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. It was actually even an idea I had before even becoming an author. I'm like, author, I'll probably do that in my 40s, 50s or whatever. Now, I didn't think I was going to do it at 23. And after the book was published and 
going through the grave situation and starting book number two, I realized, you know what? I need to get back to marketing book number one here. And I was like, oh yeah, let me do a podcast. And out of nowhere, I had a coaching, well, not a coaching call, but I just got coffee with the buddies in the coaching business as well. And she was like, hey, how about you call your podcast the Going North Podcast? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Because I was originally going to call it something else and called it Going North, kept the brand going interviewed at least a good 500 plus authors and my goal for the show is to interview over a thousand different authors across the globe to really inspire folks to write and publish their books so that way they can really join their own business of immortality and what folks get out of it is that success is tangible for you no matter where you come from because my youngest guest thus far at least at the time of this recording was seven 17 and the oldest wow. i've had was 80 so no matter what your age and different different backgrounds, different like races and religions and ethnicities, like no matter where you come from, success is certain and it's tangible for you if you just do the work and you really do the things that'll help you to get that success and even have sustainable success as a result. Yeah, it's funny because I was even saying you answered the question. I was like, man, I was like, Dom's got like over 400 interviews up there and they're all you got like guys like Adam C. Hall. And I mean, you got some really great authors and, and, and entrepreneurs on there. So it's a great list if anyone, and we'll put that, hopefully um, you can send me down the bio, um, some some links and stuff. Um, I have them, but like definitely make sure, please send me all the all the links. I know a lot's on your website so we can get, you know, people to, to check all that stuff out. Cause it's a, it's almost like a library, right? You can go in there and, and pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can go in there and pick from it, right? Like you've created it. You've spent a lot of time and effort. By the way, how long, because I'm getting into this and if the audience wants to learn a little behind the scenes, I'm like recording two or three of these a week now. And it's like, it's they're very time consuming on the editing, on the actual recording of it, a pre-call, right? Is this like your full-time thing now is, is doing this and, and trying to put this content out there? Do you have a regular full-time, if you don't mind me asking, is there something you got to do to do on the side and supplement this? What's your average like? Because this is a tough, world to crack and and seeing that you're already almost halfway toward your goal it's inspiring do you just spend all your time right now focused on knocking these out funny enough if i was doing this full-time i'd do episodes every day funny enough so i'm actually still a full-time employee funny enough day jobs a librarian so Mm -hmm. i sometimes coin myself as a motivational speaking librarian because folks feel like (laughs) what how do those two go together but yeah like i can i can see the correlation for sure yeah, exactly. It's not something you hear every day, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's been four, almost five years. Funny enough, the five year anniversary is coming up this September. Funny enough, which is still amazing to me how it actually come like came up. And on average, like you, like I do anywhere between two to four interviews a week. And yeah, you're right. Podcasting definitely is hard. Like funny enough, my first couple of years, I would joke around with people whenever people would ask and be like, oh yeah, podcasting is a lazy man's radio station. And after a while, I'm like, you know what? No, it's not. You can't be lazy and have a podcast. You just can't if you're yeah. going to do it right. Like you just can't. Like I thought the show was going to be once a week, but then June, 2018, I kept getting pitches for people that I actually liked and wanted to have. And it became twice a week. And then June last year, I had a big backlog and I started doing three days a week, Mondays, Thursdays, and Wednesdays. And I'm still three months ahead of schedule. <laughs> like, So it's going to be a daily show eventually. But if it becomes a daily show, that's definitely when I'm going to make the full time jump to full time entrepreneurship and have 
like a full team doing all the behind the scenes work because it's a lot of work. Like people don't really take into the fact that it's a lot of work. Like, hey, you got to book the time with the guest, you got to research your guest, then you got to do the interview, then you got to make sure the files came out correctly after the interview's over, the post-production, then the marketing afterwards. So yeah, man, you're right. <laughs> it's work, but uh, it's funny. I'm learning and I'm sure you are too. I'm getting so, I feel like every person I meet and talk with, and that's why I'm excited for the audience as we grow, there's personal growth in doing this, right? And talking to, you know, everyone's different opinions. So with that being said, let me ask you too, and being a librarian, um, I just want to know, is there a book outside of your own? Obviously, I know we all plug our own stuff, right? We, we have to, but outside of yours, is there a book that changed your life? Is there one book and, and you work in that field every day? Name a book that you would recommend to anyone and it was a game changer when you read it. It just blew your mind. Yep, sure thing. That's the easy question. That one is the 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader by John C. Maxwell. Okay. That book helped me to become more of an extrovert or should I say more of an ambivert because like the lessons in that book, it's like under 200 pages and it was a supplement to his Laws of Leadership book. But that book itself, like that was a game changer because it had activities at the end of each chapter that I've actually didn't apply to my own life. And I was able to mirror force myself way into higher levels of growth because I actually took a deep look at myself and actually applied what I learned. So yeah, definitely that book, like a book is only as good as the actions you take from it. So definitely, definitely that book, The 21 Indisputable Qualities of a Leader by John C. Maxwell. Awesome. Definitely. And please message me that. I didn't take notes on that, but I definitely want the, I want to read that. I've not read that. Is John C. Maxwell, is he still, and I don't, I'm not familiar with him. Is he still living? Have you ever spoken to him? Oh, thank God. Yes. He's still alive. Like, and funny enough, he's actually at the, he's probably at his peak right now. Funny enough. I wow. think he's 75. I know he had a birthday a couple of weeks ago. Like I heard him speak in 2019 and all the videos I saw of him were just him speaking in a sitting in a stool, just speaking, talk to you like a, like that good uncle giving you some wisdom and everything. But when he came to the event day one, he gave this, the talk of culture when you became certified under the team and became one of his legacy legs, he was standing up the whole time and he was giving a great presentation. And every time he spoke, he was just dropping fire after fire and he was giving his all. And I'm like, wow, like, I think it was like 72 at the time. I'm like, dude, I want to be like that when I'm 72. I yeah. want to be able to be like, you know what? That dumb, like he was freaking great in his 20s and 30s. But dude, he's in the 70s and he's still killing it. Like, heck, heck, even Les Brown's in the 70s and he can still freaking pull it off. So my goodness, like that, like role models, like those guys, that's what I'm shooting for to have that real sustainable staying power. And he's getting a lot of accolades now as he does well deserves and that's just a model of consistency because every day he writes and files and writes and files mm -hmm. and takes action and just studies and really gets himself better and that's my main role model my favorite author of all time because that's who i model myself after in a way so yeah definitely mm -hmm. wow pandemic wise i think a lot of people yeah, i think they're over it obviously it's, it's knock on wood it's, i'm glad that it's all ending what do you see yourself doing over the next summer and, and years to come, a uh, year to come for you and your show and uh, your next half of this? What are you thinking? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Continue to ramping up things of the podcast. I'm working on a new project called Pod Book It, the three phases to greatness of writing your book, launching a podcast, and creating a legacy. That's going to be a book, ebook, audiobook, and online course as well. So that's a big project I'm tackling. And I got to get it done by this year. Said it was going to be done last year, but yeah. So new content, more episodes, more great humans to meet. Definitely some growth in business. Funny enough, the pandemic, I actually grew and had one of my, actually my best year in, actually that was my second best year in business. 2021 was better, but yeah, 2020 was definitely, yeah, 2020, like yeah, I actually grew that year. Like <laughs> it, it was amazing. So yeah, definitely growth awaits. Okay. Awesome. And let me ask you, I mean, I'm a little bit out of questions. You are so, an, oh, you are an open book. You know, tell me if there's something I left out. Our runners, I can tell you, I mean, this is a group of the hardest, you know, working people that I know and I can vouch for them. What is something that, you know, you would like to say? Maybe I didn't ask, you know, we're kind of rounding this final corner here of our interview. Don, please, you know, take it away, close it out for us. What are some things maybe I left out? Obviously your site, definitely make sure we get that plug in there, but what's something I maybe missed out that we got, we have to share with everyone. Hey, it's all good, my man. I think uh, we'll, we'll call this a pen moment. I'll leave my five keys for elite performance. It's even in an easy acrostic for people. It's uh, mm. If you have any listeners named Mitch, they'll love this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. So Mitch, M-I-T-C-H. So the M stands for mental awareness. Uh-huh. If you're a high elite performer, if you're a top performer in your field, you're definitely going to have to have the right mindset. And that's what mental awareness is about. Because there's self-awareness, the giant cloud, and there's all these wonderful keys that branch out under it. And mental awareness is one of them. Having your mind right. The I is influence awareness. Wow. Hami touched a little bit about that in the earlier part of this conversation where it's like you got to be careful of what you watch, what you read, and everything in your environment because that's going to influence you. Like, again, it's proper brain care, proper self-care, and just making sure your environment is set up for success. Another reason why, hey, if you're listening to this wonderful show and you're not a runner, hey, at least do some physical activity. And the next one is T, time awareness. And I call it time awareness as opposed to time management because, hey, you can't manage time. We all have the same amount of time, 168 hours in a week. And the thing is, like, Everybody has the same amount of time. We just do certain things with our time. And if you focus on keeping your attention on things that matter, the things that truly matter, that's where you need to keep your attention. So that way, when you spend your time that you're never going to get back, it's going to be on something that matters. Then there's the C, which is connection awareness. Are you connecting with wonderful people that are going to help you succeed and that you're also going to help succeed in return? Because it has to work both ways for it to really work is your metaphorical wi-fi signal open for great networks of wonderful people and the h to put the thumb on the hand habit awareness habit awareness having million dollar habits as opposed to ten dollar habits like thinking ahead like having some long-term thinking be able to think to yourself like okay so this decision today how is it going to affect me tomorrow or even a few years like even a few days from now Drinking water first thing when you wake up in the morning, like, heck, even if it's not running, like martial arts, even CrossFit, like doing something to keep your body moving, like even doing a set of sit-ups, push-ups, and squats, doing something that'll benefit your body. So having habits that takes care of the enterprise of you, you have a walking 
multi-million, multi-billion hack, even trillion dollar enterprise within yourself of your life. And if you see yourself that way, you'll definitely get more out of it. So that's the Mitch acronym for the five keys of elite performance folks to take home with. It's funny, you know, the last one just resonates habits. I think that, you know, people have so many, you look at habits as a bad word, right? You have a bad habit. A bad habit is constantly the thing people say, but I love that you threw that in there. Like, no, just change it. Have a good, like make good things your habits, right? Getting up every day and running. That's a good habit. A lot of, I know our listeners have, right? You, you're a book connoisseur. You're a, there's a word for people that are just, they just love to soak up books and read information. What is it? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, you, bibliophiles. What I love is you've taken it a step further. You're like, I love books, but wait a minute. I want more. I want to talk to the guy that wrote this or woman, uh, person, whoever, person who wrote this book, right? I'm inspired by that right there, Dom, because it's like, it's one thing to read a book, right? But to then go after and find, get them on a show, right? And I I know authors want to promote their books. So I think that probably helps you a little bit, but still like, it's an awesome thing you're doing. And I'd love to talk to you more Definitely when you hit your goal, real quick too, I know it, but I'd like to hear it from you. Can you please say your site and where people can hear these 500 authors podcast episodes? Oh, sure thing. Thanks again for having me on, Hama. You the man, dude. Like you're going to be having growth in the future with this show, man, and your business too. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, man. Definitely got to speak life into people, especially when folks invite me on their platforms. It means something's working. (laughs) No, yeah. No, I was, no, I already said it. I mean, what you're doing, it it does inspire. And I think, I don't think what people understand is, and this extra stuff I do, right? We obviously have a company that pays our bills, but what I'm learning is, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. I definitely want you to plug your site and everything, but you know, we do this and I, I don't, I'm not asking for credit when I say this. But, you know, you even giving me your time today, like, I don't think what some people, podcasters don't, majority of them don't get the Joe Rogan money. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Folks be like, oh yeah, podcast, you make a lot of money, don't you? No. <laughs> I'm my own no, sponsor. Just... I got a full-time job. That's what's the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, rose, rosebuds and flower fields. Yeah, exactly. Like sugar and rainbows, that's somewhere else. But hey, if you want some inspiration, motivation, and some more information to help you charge forward, head over to dombreitman.com. All things Dom are on dombreitman.com. Awesome. And we'll obviously put that in the bio. And this this is uh, going to definitely, Dom, it's going to air in a few weeks. So awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Um, we'll put all that in the bio. And and really, um, you have me, like, I want to go now. I haven't read a book in a couple of weeks. I've been so busy with some of our launches, but I'm going to make it a point right now to find I do audible though, so don't don't knock me. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I do, man, a lot I do of audible, audible too, man. I ain't gonna knock you, dude. Like, no, trust yeah. me, man. All, some people might be like, "Oh, you didn't read a physical book. You didn't read." No, if you listen to an audio book, you're fine. Like 2020, I missed my goal of 50 books that year. I only read 25 or 30 out of my usual 50. So don't don't knock yourself for that. As long as you get some good content to inspire you and change your life, like that's all that matters. <laughs> Two things, and I want to share this with you and you being a librarian, let's real quick, if you have a couple more seconds, I know we're maybe short on time, but two things. One, obviously being on the run, living in 2022, right? The the grind of life. Audible is just, if you're in your car a lot, I'm taking my daughter to AAU games, right? Like it's just easier. Second, I don't know what it is. I can read. I, I know how to read and write. I can read a book. And if you ask me what happened on page 30, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, right. Like, I don't know if it's ADD. I've never been diagnosed with like ADD or anything, but if I audible seems to sink in more, does that make sense? Have you seen people say that? Oh yeah. Because, because your learning style is probably auditory as opposed to visual. That's the thing. Like you probably learn better through audio than actual visual reading because that even some customers I've I've come across that I've met, they say, oh, I can't do audiobooks. I got to read the actual book. And some of them are like, oh, I love audiobooks. Take it on the go. I got these long commutes. I learn just as much, if not better. So yeah, man, it, that's probably just your learning style. That's all that is. Yeah, no, that's, and you clarified that. So awesome. So Dom, again, we're, we'll put everything in there. Maybe have you on again. I definitely keep me posted. Stay in touch with me. And I'm saying that on air because I mean that. I really want to see you hit that goal. And I definitely want, if you can also email me those books and stuff that you would recommend even for me, and we'll publish them out there for people. So it's on, it's on our description when we put your episode out there. So thank you so much, Dom. Thank you again, hobby man. Keep rocking it, man. Thank you so much, Dom. Thank you. <laughs>